City have taken the lead. A lovely free kick found the head of the Birmingham City captain. It's a dangerous ball, it's a looping header, and it's a goal against the run of play for Birmingham City. Abby Grant. It's a lovely finish into the top corner. Guided in by Lucy Whip. Just gently lofted out of the reach of the keeper. Might be another chance for another goal. Cracking save by Hampton. Welcome back to the Greats in 68 podcast, the dedicated weekly women's football show about all things Birmingham City. I'm Craig Hadley and I'm joined by Chris, Kaz and Stacey this week. We'll start with Stacey this week. How have you been, Stacey? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, Craig. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. What about you, uh, Kaz? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, yeah. Glad to hear it. And last but not least, Chris, how are you, pal? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, not too bad. We begin this week's show with the news that Scotland captain Rachel Causey has signed for the Blues until March. The 31-year-old defender joins from the NWSL side Utah Royals, who up until January was managed by former Birmingham City head coach Laura Harvey. Causey had played in America since 2015 with spells in Australia and Scotland scattered throughout. The Scotland captain has made over 100 appearances for a country, scoring 16 goals. Managers talk about how international football is on another level, Chris, to the uh, domestic game and signing someone with that experience can only benefit us, given our young squad. Uh, I think it's, a, it's an absolutely terrific signing. Um, you know, we're thinking back to, to when she played at, at Notts County, um, I, maybe, maybe I need to, to take my uh, blue-tinted glasses off a little bit, but I, you know, thinking back to that time, I actually thought she was arguably the best defender in the league at that time. Um, you know, and I think she was 20, 24, 25 at the time. Um, so, you know, with arguably the prime of her career still to come, um, as she made that decision to go over and play in America, um, you know, full respect to anybody who does that, who, who gam- makes a gamble like that to go and improve their career. Um I think, yeah, for her, just to get someone like her in, in, in a position we needed to strengthen at centre-half, um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a massive coup. Um, and I think she'll, she'll really, really blossom in, the, in, that, in that not only centre-half role, but as a, as a leadership role as well, alongside, um, alongside a lot of young players. I think it's, it's, you know, there's, there's so much to like about the signing. It's, it's, it's a really impressive one. Uh, with all the hype of NWSL players coming over to England, I was half expecting us to miss out on picking up someone from across the pond. But luckily we have, and a great one at that. Uh, Stacey, were you surprised we finally got someone from over in America? Uh, yeah, I was, to be fair. I think, as we were saying last week, I thought we might have missed out on the uh, opportunity to snap up one or two. But um, I'm quite excited about Rachel. Like She's Scotland captain, and obviously with us losing our captain, at the end of the season, I think, as Chris was saying, she'll come in and she'll be that person that you want around the kids. And I think she can give her all, all her experience. And I think even though she's only here till March, is it now that she's here till? I think it will be do us wonders. Yeah, absolutely. Corsi is the same height as outgoing captain Keris Harrop. Uh, so we, that should give us a good presence in the air at set pieces going forward. Uh, what do you think of this signing, Kaz? Oh, I'm really excited about this signing. Um, like she's like one of the, what I'll probably say one of the best central defenders 
at the time when she was at Notts County. She's been doing great in America. And she, obviously she is Scotland's captain. So we've got a few Scottish players now. So she'll do well with the rest of the team as well. Yeah, absolutely. She becomes Blues' third Scottish player in the first team squad alongside Abby Grant and fellow new signing Christy Murray. The question now is who partners Rachel in defence? Rebecca Holloway was a mainstay in the back line last season, but many think she's better in the centre of the park. Do you think we need to sign another centre-back, Chris, or will Bex be there again this season? No, I think uh, at least one for me. Um, yeah, I think if, if, if you could get someone alongside Rachel Corsi, then that would be a, a huge plus point going into the start of the season. Um, Rebecca Holloway had a tough time of it last season at centre half and and she isn't a centre half i think we you know she was thrown into that situation really because there was nobody else nobody else available if you like um so yeah i think if you, if you can get someone alongside Corsi um and maybe one other um you know for for competition for places and considering that Rachel won't be here you know potentially won't be here for the whole season then um yeah i, th- I think it's important you know that centre half position is something that over the years we've been really strong with, um, and and it'd be good to see us be that that that, that similar vein again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're not always uh, around for rumours and speculation, but uh, Georgia Broom wasn't played yesterday. I think it was against Durham. She wasn't even on the bench, so that might be an option. Possibly she might be on the move again, but that's just rumour and speculation on my part. I'd love her back. Yeah, she she didn't yeah. did, did put a foot wrong uh, during the few games yeah. she did play for us last season, so it might be one to look out for. I'm sure a lot of Blues fans would have would have happily gone into the weekend contented in the signing of Corsi, but the club were not done there. On the stroke of 5pm, Birmingham City announced the signing of Northern Ireland international Chloe McCarran on a two-year deal. The 22-year-old midfielder joins from Northern Irish champions Linfield, and is known for a composure on the ball and playing in a holding role for club and country. I've seen a few clips of her and she reminds me of another Chloe, funnily enough. She isn't there to be flashy, but keeps the game ticking over and I think we need that kind of player. What do you think, Stacey? I was actually saying to Kaz the other day, I vaguely remember watching her when they played Wales, not actually too distantly ago, and I thought she actually looked like one of Northern Ireland's better players on the pitch at the time, and I remember thinking, oh... She don't look too bad. And then, obviously, never thought anything more of it. And it weren't until it went until I actually saw her photo rather than the name that I was like, oh, that was that girl. And, yeah, so I'm quite excited about it, to be fair. I think, as you said, uh, she will take over what predominantly was Chloe's role last season and the season before. But, yeah, I'm excited to see how she does. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Northern Ireland manager, Kenny Shields, believes Birmingham City have hit the jackpot uh, by getting her on board. Uh, what do you make of him going out of his way to make this comment, Chris, for a piece of uh, piece on the Blues website, no less? Yeah, I think it's obviously a, it's obviously a big plus point and it's exciting that um, the Northern Ireland manager is making such a, a bold and positive statement for, for a signing that we've just made. I think... Um, you know, uh, as as the, the the girls have mentioned previously, and you mentioned that you know we've lost a lot of over the last eighteen to twenty four months. Really, when you consider highly lad as well, we've lost we've lost a lot of control in that midfield and the ability to 
to keep the ball and move and 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 you know re- retention of the ball is really important um you know especially when you're playing against such such quality teams in the WSL at the at what we will do this year especially when you have the ball you need to use it wisely and you need to keep hold of it as long as possible so i think if she can fill in that role you know she's only 22 um youth on her side you know a bit of inexperience in the top division but on the on the other hand you can look at it as i say what what an opportunity for her um you know to to come up against some of the best in the world this this season and 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 stamp her authority on the league and and like i say if she can do that if she can if she can keep the ball moving and, and create chances for us then then it'll be a fantastic signing yeah McCarran becomes our second Northern Irish player in the squad, along with Bex Holloway. Our final bit of news for this week is the big reveal of our new away kit. It's all red, the first red kit since the 2016-17 season. The only distinguishing features of the new shirt are pattern sleeves, but it's very subtle. I've seen on social media that Kaz is a big fan of this one, but what about you, Stacey? I, I quite like it, to be fair. I quite like a red kit. I don't know if that's because my very first away kit was a red pony. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yeah, Chris is laughing because I think he knows. I know the one. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do. I do have a. Steve, I remember Steve Claridge scoring in uh, in that at Huddersfield away. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that is the, that is the one. So I, I do. I am quite partial to a red away shirt. So I'm quite happy with the away kit this season, and we'll actually get to wear it this season. I liked the black one last season, but the men only ever wore the yellow. <laughs> The home kit has a collar while the away one has a v-neck. I prefer the home one more, but the away one is growing on me. Uh, you said last week, Chris, you don't really care about the shirts as long as it, there's uh, good players playing in them. Do you have any thoughts on the away kit anyway? I mean, that's a, that's a brilliant point that was made last week by me. Um, no, I think um, obviously, you know, it, it has to look, you, you want it to look good as well. Um, and I think it does. I, I'll go against you purely for banter sake but also I, I do actually I do actually think I prefer it without the colour and even though it's even though it's very like it's very templatey it, it feels like it could just be like a an England away kit that has been you know shoved to old, an old England away kit stock that they've just decided to print the blues badge on but I, I do like it I do like it um, I think the, the red is is a it's a bold call, like you say. The like Stacey said that the black one was hardly used last year. We used it. We used the, the the previous season's yellow one more. So hopefully we'll see more of this, the red one this season. Um, but yeah, more signings parading in it would be a fantastic. Uh, would make it look even better. I'm sure. We'll now take a short break. Coming up in part two, we look ahead at the next weekend and our opening game of the new women's Super League season. Welcome back to Great Since 68. I'm here with Stacey, Kaz and Chris. Let's talk about the new season then and we shall start with our season predictions. Last season, Chris and I both guessed correctly that Chelsea would win the league. Kaz chose Man City, so she wasn't far off on that one as well. Chris also guessed correctly that Vivian Miedemar would finish with the golden boot. Again, that's not much of a stretch, but she did well with 16 goals to Beth England's 14, who Kaz and I chose. Apart from that, the predictions didn't really go to plan. Ellie Brobuck, uh, kept the most clean sheets. Liverpool were relegated. Abby Grant was Blues' top scorer and arguably she was also the breakout star. 
On to this, this year's predictions now. Let's see how we fare this time around. Chris, let's start with you and your prediction for WSL champions and why. Um, I'll put on social media that um, if Man City don't go unbeaten this season and win the league, then a lot of people need sacking. However, I am going with Chelsea. <laughs> um I have to look at it and say, when 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 we're playing them, who do, who do I who do I fear playing the most? Who do I think you know have have those game changing players? You know, players that can win you a game on their own. Who has more of those? Um, and I think it's still Chelsea, even though City assigned quality individuals in the midfield, the the American girls, um, you know, and Chloe Kelly coming in as well would give them our dimension up front. I still think that it's Chelsea. Chelsea are the ones to beat. You know, if I was, if I was any other manager other than Chelsea's manager, I'd be saying they're the ones to beat if we want to win the league. So, I, I am still sticking with Chelsea as 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 WSL champions. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see when Kaz and Stacey put their predictions in shortly, if the match on the weekend changed what you thought. Because I I was thinking Man City have got the squad to win it this year. And then I saw them come up against Chelsea. And regardless of the red card, I don't think they really troubled Anne Catherine Berger in that game. And I don't know. Obviously, they've got players to come, Rose Lavelle as well. But Chelsea look like they're above and beyond still of Man City, even at this stage. And Chelsea are my prediction this year as well, as Chris did. Uh, Stacey, how about, how about you? Who do you think is going to win the league? Uh, Chelsea. Uh, <clears throat> I, yeah, I genuinely don't think I can see anyone beating them this season. Um, watching the game the weekend did cement my life. I had actually written down Chelsea before then, but I, watching it the weekend, I was like, no, like especially if certain last cogs slip slip into place. I think I can't see Chelsea anyone coming near Chelsea to be fair. So yeah, Chelsea's my uh another one for Chelsea then. Uh Kaz, how about you? Um I'm with Chris. I was thinking the players that Man City have brought in, um they would walk the league. Uh but watching a bit of the game Saturday um, I'm going to say Chelsea, not just because of the whole team performance, but the fact that they've got Fran Kirby back as well, who hasn't played in a hell of a long time for club and country. She was different class on that pitch. It was like watching Fran Kirby of a few years back when she first signed. So I just think from front to back in the Chelsea squad, I don't think there's anybody capable of beating them this season. That's just my opinion. That's a clean sweep for Chelsea on the on the predictions. Then, um, when you've got the likes of Beth England and Aaron Cuthbert on the bench, it you, you can you, it just goes to show what what strength they have, and it's ridiculous. And, and the rumored striker coming in as well, or slash midfielder. Could do with it, couldn't they? They could they could do They're with struggling struggling up front. Four hundred thousand yeah. pounds on someone to come in when you've got Beth England, Sam Kerr, Frank Kirby, and Aaron Cuthbert. Yeah. That's a weight off everybody's mind now that they've plugged that gap. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we'll go with the runners-up and we'll start with Kaz this time since she came last uh, last time. So um, I'm going to say Man City. I don't think Arsenal have strengthened as good as what Man City have. 
the players that City have brought in, crikey, the World Cup winners, do you know what I mean? Some of them, and it's just like, this league is going to be phenomenal, especially with some of the players that have came in. So, yeah, Man City, definitely. I think they'll finish about three to six points behind Chelsea, though. How about you, Stacey? I've gone with Arsenal. Um, yeah, I actually think that the amount of players City have brought in will be to their disadvantage. I don't believe that having so many World Cup winners in one team is very good for team environments. Um, let's go back to the days of Carly Lloyd. We know it wasn't a very happy Man City camp. I think Arsenal have got the... They're a team, they're a unit, and I think they'll surprise a few people. I think they'll go toe-to-toe Man City for second. But yeah, I, I think Arsenal will just pip it. I like that bold prediction. Uh, Chris, how about you? I'm not going to be as bold. <laughs> um, the, on, the, only thing I can, the only thing I can think is that it, we've, we're talking about a Man City side with, with a new manager in charge that hasn't managed in, in the WSL before. Um, obviously, he's, he, he's part of the Man City environment, if you like. He was the part of the coaching staff anyway, so um, you know he know he knows the club. Um, but it is his first time, and you have got the continuity of of Arsenal with with Joe Montemuro and and knowing the players that he's got there. And I think obviously having having that understanding between manager and players is always important um but we you know we, we mentioned the rumored signings for Chelsea I think I think it's not a a secret to suggest that two England defenders might be joining man City as well um which really is 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 their weak point if you like um I think it might might shift a little bit of deadwood potentially um with, with with those coming in um uh, the american girls in midfield and and you've got a potential front three of uh, of hemp kelly and ellen white um not just for man city possibly for england as well so um but you know uh, that for me we, there's obviously injuries to contend with as well arsenal haven't got a great record of keeping everybody fit for a whole season um so it's Man City for me coming second. I would have to agree. I think it's going to be Man City as well. You've obviously talked about Gareth Taylor. It's his first job in women's football. It's going to be interesting to see if he can keep the experienced players happy. Obviously, the likes of Jill Scott might not play that much this season with like the likes of Rose Lavelle and Sam Mewis coming in. You've also got a lot of defenders uh, coming back from injury for Mannion, of course. Um, where she, where's she going to fit in if you got Lucy Bronze coming in or Alex Greenwood? And yeah, it's, it's, it'd be interesting because obviously Chelsea, they've always had a big squad in recent seasons, but they've managed to somehow keep everyone happy. So it'd be interesting to see how Man City cope in a similar situation with a manager who's not as experienced. But I think Man City are going to be second as well. Uh, next up, we're going to go the Golden Boot winner. My pick might surprise a few people, given what happened on the weekend. But uh, we'll we'll start with Stacey this time. Stacey, golden boots for the WSL. I've actually said Sam Kerr. Watching the weekend, you'd be like, oh, she, she missed how many sitters. Like, but I think once she scores one, I genuinely think she's she just won't stop banging them in. I think it's going to be great competition between her and Beth to see who starts, because I can't see them both starting every game. 
Um, and I think, obviously, we know Beth finished with, what, 14 last season. Um, so they're ju- I think they're just going to keep pushing each other throughout this season. I think Sam's just going to edge it over everyone else. Yep. Uh, Chris? I'm torn between two. Um, I had a thought, think about this earlier. and I, I'm going to have to go Ellen White. Um, because I think the 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 value in 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 the the new additions that are coming in at City, um, I, I think White will play. If she's fit, she'll play nearly every game for Man City. Um, she is that number nine. Um, Chelsea, I think the goals can be shared around, you know, in, in between so many different people. Um, and the only other potential was was Miedemar, who will score the majority of of Arsenal's goals. I think the same way that um, Ellen White will probably score the the majority of City's goals. But I, I will go Ellen White because of the um, the the two players either side of her that that she could have alongside, and uh, as as previously mentioned, the the midfield options that that she has now, and and the the fullbacks bombing forward as well. Yeah, absolutely. When she's not um, dealing with injuries, she is one of the best strikers in the league and has been for a many number of years now. Uh, Chris, do you do you think she wasn't fully fit on the weekend, given that she only played like 20, 25 minutes in the, when they were already in trouble? Yeah, I, I think it's similar with Kerr. It's you know the the girls haven't played a uh, you know a competitive game for so long now. Obviously, the the season was curtailed on points per game, so we're talking back to. February that they, they last played a competitive game, so you know, they're, they're, all right, they've played friendlies, but to actually get out there against top quality opposition, I think it's difficult to to judge based on based on that. But you know, the the, the fact that they did, Kurt, Chelsea and Man City players did get out there and and play. Obviously, Arsenal had the the Champions League game that they lost, but um, you know, it might might give them a little a little edge towards the start of the season as they've actually played that competitive game. And Kaz, uh, who who do you think is going to get the golden boot? Uh, not Ellen White. I think she's too injury prone. I'm going to say I had two. It was either going to be Beth England or me, uh, Vivian. So I'm going to say Beth because she's English and I think she's a quality player. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, she got she got 14 last season. How how, how often will she play? We will find out. Um, my pick is the same as Stacey. I've gone for Sam Kerr. I think she, she's getting in the right places. She just needs to find the, the find the net. And once she does, she, she'll score goals for fun. She's proven that in Australia and America that she's the top scorer in both of those leagues. I don't know if she's top scorer in America anymore, but she did have the record for both leagues at one point. So we know she's she's got the skill to do it. So uh, we'll, we'll rush for the next two then. So Golden Glove, Chris, most clean sheets in other words. Ellie Roebuck. I've gone for Ellie Roebuck as well. What about you, Kaz? Carly Telford. No, I'm joking. Um, I'm <laughs> going to go AKB. And Catherine Berger, good choice. She's a worldie. And Stacey? Roebuck. Roebuck, yeah. It's going to be one of those two, isn't it, if they both fit, to be yeah. honest. And finally, um, Blues' top scorer for this next season. So uh, we'll start with you, Stacey. If the rumours are correct, 
I would say Molly Green. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> we look back on this in eight months' time and Stacey's picked somebody who never, ever played for us. <laughs> to be yeah. yeah. Um, so if the rumours are true, I believe it will probably be Molly. If not, with the current squad that we know of, I'd probably go with Abby Grant. What about you, Kaz? Again. If the rumours are true, Molly Green all day long because she is a little superstar in the making. If not, I'm going to have to go with the great Scott, Abby Grant. And you, Chris? I'll go with Abby Grant anyway, even if Molly Green, even when Molly Green does rock up. <laughs> I'll go with Grant. I think I think she showed enough last season that given more opportunities, she can, she can find the back of the net. Yeah, that's fair enough. I've got Abby Grant written down as well. So if Molly Green doesn't turn up, we've got, all got Abby Grant. So that, <laughs> and she was one of our best players last season, so there's no doubt why we picked her. I'm still surprised that a certain striker who played for Liverpool and Everton haven't, hasn't appeared anywhere yet. But Yeah, well, she we'll, is another rumoured one, isn't she? So Someone who's capable of scoring as well, but we'll see where they rock up. Now, at the time of recording, we are less than seven days away from the start of the new WSL season. Birmingham City's opening game is an away trip to Brighton and Hove Albion. Hope Powell's side finished ninth in the WSL last uh, the past two seasons since gaining promotion to the top flight. Powell was a two-time FA Cup winner and, of course, former manager of the Lionesses before being sacked in 2013. She divides opinion, Chris, but for a team with no major stars, Brighton have been able to punch above their weight and avoid relegation on two occasions now. They have the best thing that they've done is is understand their battle. Um, you know that they, they know that they're not going to challenge the top the top guys. So you know, win your little mini division if you like. Be, be the best of the of the bottom four or five. Um, I think fourth from bottom were they last last season with the points per game. They picked their battles wisely. Um, you know they they beat us three 0 pretty convincingly at at the Amex last season. You know they. They know which games to go for and and which games to try and to try and hold back and and play defensively. They've got a, a couple of good additions coming, I think, this summer. So I think they'll be they'll be they'll be the same old Brighton as we'd expect. They'll be looking at this game as one to to win and um, you know to, to to keep if they win their mini table of the bottom five, if you like, then they don't they don't go down. And it's as simple as that. Birmingham City's record against the Seagulls hasn't actually been that great since they won promotion to the WSL. The Blues have won just one of their last three matches against them and that win came via the penalty spot. In fact, Birmingham City have only scored once from open play in 270 minutes of football against Brighton. Can anyone tell me who that was? It's, it's gone quiet. I'm thinking. Uh, White. Yep, of course, it was Ellen White. Blues have lost their last two matches against Brighton, the last coming in a 3-0 defeat at the Amex back in November, as Chris pointed out. New manager Carla Ward will be looking for a much improved performance when she uh, takes her bow next weekend. Let's take a look at Brighton in a little more depth then. Their talisman midfielder, Leah Lagaric, had left the club, joining FC Fleury in France. Also out the door is Katie Nakiel, Amanda Nilden, Sophie Harris, Finn Whelan, Inuma Tong, Matilda Lundorf, Laura Hartley and Ellie Hack. They've signed five new players in the transfer window. Katie Startup from Charlton Athletic, Katie Robinson from Bristol City, Nora Harome from AC Milan, Vanessa Kagman from Everton and Lee Gunmin on loan from Man City. Let's start with Katie Startup, uh, a young promising goalkeeper who has joined, from, uh, joined Brighton from women's championship side Charlton Athletic. 
Charlton finished the season bottom of the table and yet conceded fewer goals than the five clubs above them. Does that seem to suggest that Katie's the real deal, Stacey? Well, yes. I mean, obviously, she's got to have let some goals in for him to have been bottom of the table. But uh, it's, I think sometimes with a keeper, you, you can only be as good as the defence in front of you sometimes. And uh, it sounds like, considering she kept more clean sheets, was it was the five above that. That, to me, sounds like she could be... I'm, I'm assuming she'd be going in as a number two rather than their first choice. They got Megan Walsh, haven't they? It's Megan Walsh still. So. But um, it might come in handy. You don't know if she's a decent enough keeper training with someone like Megan. They might have one for the future rather than the now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next up is Nora Harome from AC Milan. She is a Finnish midfielder who is linked uh, with a move to Birmingham City at one point over the summer. I will confess I don't know much about her, but she was part of the Brescia side that finished second in Syria in 2018. To almost be a league champion in your early 20s, she is obviously not a bad player. Next up is Anessa Kagman from Everton. The Dutch international made over 100 appearances for Ajax before joining the Toffees. She was a player that was in high demand once again, and it looks to be another coup for Hope Powell. Uh, what do you think of the uh, signing of Vanessa, Kaz? Yeah, she'll be a, a great addition like to the squad, like she did okay for Everton as well. So she probably is the their main player, I would say, now. Um, I don't know if Ellie Brizzle's back yet. I would say Ellie's going to be their main player, but while Ellie's out, I would say that she'll be like Brighton's best player. We've also got Lee Goonmin, a striker from Man City and a bit of a wild card, really. I don't uh, think she's really found a feat in Manchester. She scored against us, but with the likes of Paulina Bremer, Ellen White and Lauren Hemp, she barely got a look in. Uh, what do you think of her going on loan to Brighton, Stacey? I think it was probably the best move for her. As you said, she, she was never going to get a look in at Man City. I can't, genuinely can't actually remember her playing. So even if I have seen her play, she obviously did make a very lasting impression. They've got to go where they're going to get played and where they're going to get minutes. So uh, I would say good luck to her, but we've gotten first game of the season. So nah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now, most of their squads sign new contracts in the summer, including the likes of Kaylee Green and former Blues striker Ellie Brazil. Do you think that fam- familiarity will benefit Brighton, Chris, going into this game on Sunday? Yeah, I think if, you, if you're someone like Brighton, again, not being at the top of the table, you know you're not going to be able to go and splash thousands and thousands of pounds on on new signings and it's about getting that blend right and and adding the right players to it and you know that the players that you know adding good squad depth but quality as well rather than you know buying a, a whole influx of players so you know they're, they're, there's there's people that have been there quite a while now like you said Kylie Green and Emily Simpkins and people like that who have been in and around the squad for for quite a, quite a while um, who, who know the environment, know the club, and and I'm sure Hope Powell will be hoping can can ease these new players in and and get them off to a good start. Even though I hope they don't. Prediction time. Now it's time for everyone's favourite part of the show, the predictions. I will do my best to keep track of them this season, and maybe we can all pitch in for a prize for the winner. We shall see. So this is how it will work for the new season. One point for getting the correct results, one point for getting a correct scorer, and a bonus point if you get the score bang on. Chris, how about you kick us off? I will say 2-1 Blues, and uh, one of our scorers will be Chloe McCarron. How about you, Stacey? 
I'm going to go 2 0 Blues. I think one of our scorers will be Claudia Walker. And you, Kaz? Well, I'm going to go 2 1 to Blues. And I'll give you both goal scorers. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'll give you two points if you get the both right. Yeah. Abby Grant and Claudia Walker. Okay. And I'm going 1-0 Birmingham City and I've gone Claudia Walker as well. So we've obviously seen something in pre-season when we can't see anything. <laughs> that's all That's all for this week's show. Thank you to Stacey, Kaz and Chris for joining me once again. Remember to keep right on and we will see you again next time.